Hey everyone, welcome to Be A Warrior Podcast. So happy to have you join me today. My name is Angie and I am your host and above knee amputee. It's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Well, hey, it is so good to be back here. I know I was absent last week. We were having a wonderful vacation, just the family, and headed out towards the East Coast and saw Boston. And it had been years and years and years since I'd been there. So totally immersed ourselves, got off of social media, and just enjoyed being a part of our little family of four. So welcome. If you've never been here before, I am grateful to have you here. I am so grateful for anybody that is listening. And um, I just thought I would introduce myself again for those of you that are new or that don't know my story. I am an above knee amputee, like I said in my intro. Um, It has been four and a half years. This December will be five years. So I guess I'm just over the four and a half year, uh, four and a half year mark. And um, mine was due to a karate accident that happened in 2013. And after 10 surgeries, and they weren't failed surgeries, but my body produced so much scar tissue, I had zero range of motion and very bad blood flow that a flight home from Paris created a blood clot. And that is when I decided no more. I was not going to live my life uh, un unactive, I guess, inactive, and fearing for my life or just not traveling anymore because our family loves to travel. So I became an amputee. Now the journey was not an easy one, of course. Um, you know, they, I, and I will tell you first and foremost that when I'm on my podcast, I speak from my own personal experience. I will never push one way or another. I just give you what I have used, the tools that I've used, what has motivated me. And I hope and pray I can motivate you to live a productive, happy, long and healthy life through what I have gone through. So whether you're an amputee or not, some of you I think actually listen are not amputees. So you might be in the category of wanting to just know more about amputee life. And I may disappoint you because some of the stuff really doesn't straight pertain to amputee life. Sometimes it just pertains to life in general and the journey we all take living here on earth and going through our own little ups and downs, bumps and bruises. But for all that to be said, this episode, actually, I do want to hit home onto something that amputees deal with, and I call it the elephant in the room. It is phantom pain or phantom sensation. There are two different types of things there. And I just thought, you know, for those of you that have listened before, you know, I've always said, you know, something during the week will usually spur me to create a podcast from it. And no, I didn't have any major episodes of Phantom Pain, but it made, last night especially, made me really realize what it is I feel every day. Now, this is gonna be really hard. This is gonna be really hard for me to totally explain. I hope you get this. And if you are either becoming an amputee, an amputee, or you think that's in your future, 
I don't want to scare you, but I also want to be real. The reality is we all deal with some sort of phantom something, phantom sensation, um, phantom pain. Sometimes it is, you know, a minimal thing. Sometimes it is some of the most mind-numbing, schizophrenic feeling moments that you can't escape. And that is very rare for me. That's very rare. You'll see it, I think, a lot with newer amputees. But that being said, I also know people that have really never had any major phantom pains get hit with it 20 years after the amputation. So there is no rhyme or reason. Nobody gets out of it. No one goes unscathed. We all deal with it. And I'm here to tell you that, yes, you can have a happy life with it. Um, is it easy? No. Is it character building? Uh, you betcha. <laughs> it is definitely character building. You get to know yourself inside and out a little too much. And I would even dare to say that it sometimes it, it's almost claustrophobic feeling because you can't escape it and you are stuck. What I will tell you that will bring hope is that like all things in life, when you're going through something hard, remember that it will come to an end or it will subside some or it'll get easier. And that is same thing true with phantom pain. I remember always thinking um, as a mom of two boys that this is just a phase. This is just a phase. I remember repeating that to myself because I homeschooled my kids and there were times where I didn't know if I was going to make it through a day. And at night I would have a lot of mom guilt. I might be in tears and I'd be like, it's just a phase. It's just a phase. I can get through this. When you really start believing it, then it really does help you get through those moments that are hard. So I was actually um, laying in bed last night and for some odd reason or another, I decided to give my phantom sensation or pain a little bit more attention than I normally do, which is not a good thing. It was almost like egging it on. Like I was like, come on, let's see, what do you, what do you got? And I paid attention to it. 90% of the time I would tell you I totally try to ignore it. And if I start getting wrapped up in it, I try to go and do something that distracts me or put something on TV or listen to music or move around. I don't normally dwell in it, but I decided to try that last night. And um, even though it was what I kind of go to bed with every night, dwelling in it was um, sickening, actually. It actually was really hard on me. And I started thinking, man, I need to talk about this because I think this is where a lot of people get hung up. Now, I am going to take you through this from my own personal journey and what has and has not worked for me, keep in mind that my journey is very, very different from yours. Even if you are a left above knee amputee, a female, my age, we're going to feel it different. We're going to have it different and we're going to understand it differently. Our pain tolerances are different. Our, the way we are made up are different and the pain levels are different. Even if there was an outside source that could gear what our pain level is. So please note this, when I talk about these things, this is how I deal with it. But I also believe um, having three big brothers has made me a bit more tough and having given birth to two boys, again, everything around here is like 
get after it kind of attitude. No one gets coddled here. We don't have, you know, oh, poor baby. We don't have those moments in our house. So if I want a pity party, I got to go do it by myself. And it has happened. I will tell you it has happened. And that's okay as long as I don't dwell there. Now, I will tell you that in four and a half years of being an amputee, I've had about four true phantom pain moments that were so bad, I couldn't sleep for several days. I couldn't sit. I couldn't stand. I tried to walk around. Nothing mattered. It really didn't. Now for me, the beginning times, the first couple times it happened, I didn't know what triggered it and why it was happening. Some people will tell you, oh, the weather triggers my phantom pain. I don't know if I've really ever experienced that. I live in a desert. It's humid now. I don't feel different today than I did, you know, a month ago when it was dry as a bone and we had no rain. So I don't think weather affects me. Plus, I don't want to have in my head that weather does this to me, especially if you are living somewhere in the Midwest or the Northwest or Northeast where there's tons of rain. You don't want to be triggered by the idea that, well, it's a rainy day, I'm going to hurt because then it's just kind of like, you know, Murphy's law. It's, it's going to hurt. You've, you've dictated in your mind that it's going to be a bad day because of the weather. So I try to stay away from going, Hey, I wonder if it's the weather that does this. Oh, it is more humid today. I'm hurting today. I'm hurting every day. I will tell you right now, I'm not really hurting, but I do feel my foot buzzing. Like, like I feel like I have a foot. It's kind of a strange sensation. And I do believe it's actually a gift. And I will explain that later. So I don't approach trying to figure things out very often. But when it came to the phantom pain sessions that I was having or the episodes, I totally tried to figure that one out because it was like nothing else I've experienced. And believe it or not, the first two episodes that I had were the day after sitting at a ballpark watching Major League Baseball. I don't know why. One was at the Cubbies field and one was here at the Diamondbacks. So I don't know if it was just the way I sat or whatever. Well, the next two episodes I had in the last year, I overdid cleaning my house. Actually, both times I think it was. Overdid cleaning my my house. And when that happens, I think I actually tweaked my lower back. I didn't really hurt there, but I had like that sciatic pain where it would shoot down the back of your legs. The problem is, is when it shoots down an amputated leg, I, I don't know, I don't have any data on this, but I think my nerves were like, well, what the heck, what do we do? There's, there's nowhere to go. And it just kind of went down there and just shocked my system. And if you've ever had a pinched back or sciatic pain, you know those last for days, sometimes weeks. I've been fortunate enough that the longest it's ever lasted is four days because it is the worst pain ever. Um, in a limb, you can't do anything for. I couldn't rub my calf. I couldn't massage my foot. I couldn't stomp it or anything because there's nothing there. <laughs> so when you have that happening and there is nothing you can do to relieve it, you're, you're trying everything. I do squeeze my residual limb and I tap on it, things like that, to see if I could recreate that pain and maybe bring um, 
kind of relief. But when I realized that it was coming more from lower back, I had to be very careful then not to tweak my back worse to make it last longer. And then I was doing some massage therapy in my lower back. So that being said, that is how my phantom pain is. And it is, like I said, it can feel very claustrophobic because you just, you can't escape it. No matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter what position you're in, laying down, sitting, excuse me, or standing, the pain is so intense and you can't get rid of it. So that's, that's tough. And I would really say that is phantom pain. When it's shooting, stabbing, you feel like a knife is going through the bottom of your foot. I have it where sometimes I feel like someone's taking a knife down my shin and just ripping open my whole entire shin bone from my muscle um, with every step. I mean, it is, it is crazy what that can feel like. But on a daily basis, I have phantom sensations, 24 hours a day, every day. Now, if I haven't gotten a lot of sleep or I'm stressed out about things in life because I'm a human being, I have other things going on besides my leg, right? I still live my life. I still raise a family, have a husband, um, do things around the house, have to get the shopping done, you know, have friends trying to get things together and then figure out really what I want to do with my life. I know I'm not a kid anymore, but there are so many things I want to do with my life. I feel like this has given me a chance to kind of re be reborn. And when I have other stressors in, in my head or something that's really stressing me out, I do believe it creates more of the sensations and the tingling. And then if I go to the gym or hike, I can beat my residual limb up to death in my socket that later I know I'm going to be paying for it. And I'll feel it if I'm sitting around my house and I'll be walking around and I'll feel it if I sit down and it's there and I'm like, oh, it's going to be a night. When I take off my leg, it seems to be okay while I'm getting my shower, getting ready for bed. But as soon as I lay down, as you know, in the quiet of the night, when you are alone with your own thoughts and it's dark, you hear and feel everything. And that is no different with phantom sensations. The problem is the sensations are amplified, not to pain level, but to, oh my God, I can't sit still. This is driving me nuts. And I did feel that last night because I thought about it. Um, normally I try to just keep the TV on until I, I just, I fall asleep. And that way there's some background noise that keeps me distracted. But last night we turned everything off and it was dark. And I was sitting there and I was just shimmying in bed, trying to get my leg in a correct place to press on certain points. I have pressure points in my residual limb that actually help let me breathe and um, bypass some of the pain. If I hit it right and I'm really tired, I'll fall asleep and then that's it. But last night, like I said, I decided I was gonna dwell on it a little. I wanted to see what would happen if I gave it power. And this I will suggest you never do. Um, I am strange that way, an ex-science teacher. So I like to do experiments. So I wanted to see if I were to really focus on the pain, what would that do to my psyche, my mental or emotional game? And uh, it messed with me. I was struggling to get to bed last night. All I remember is all of a sudden waking up, having to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And I was like, oh, well, I finally fell asleep. That's good. Like I didn't 
realize I was falling asleep because I couldn't get comfortable. Now you say, what do you do in those situations? Well, first off, you try not to dwell in it. And I know a lot of people going through this right now. And I will tell you right up front where I am with some of these these remedies. Number one, I have a neurotransmitter in my back. It has been transplanted back there years ago when I was going through all of my knee surgeries and we were at wit's end on what to do because I was tired of taking painkillers. And my pain management doctor said, hey, you know what? A neurotransmitter, if we can get that in and you do decide down the road to amputate your leg, that is like the number one painkiller for amputation and the phantom pain, phantom sensations that go with it. So I'm like, okay. So we did it. Well, I'm going to tell you once again, the doctors were like, wow, we've never really seen this. The neurotransmitter really didn't take away my pain I was feeling with the leg issue. So I had it on very minimal, really didn't do anything. However, ever since my amputation, where I had to turn it off during the amputation, and then I turned it back on after amputation, that is what started four weeks of intense phantom pain the moment I got home from the hospital. Can I tell you for certain that that's what caused my phantom pain? No, because there's too many variables. There was two variables, right? One, I went home with no leg. <laughs> it's going to hurt. Two, my other variable was that I turned on the neurotransmitter that's supposed to help with pain. So instead of changing just one variable and waiting it out to see if I needed the neurotransmitter, I, I went from amputation to neurotransmitter on. I have no idea what caused it, but I feel very certain that it was a neurotransmitter only because I did turn it off at one point in time and turned it back on. This was a year later when I had to have an MRI for a neuroma. And the moment I turned it on, I had that same ramped up uh, phantom pain that I had coming home from the hospital. So my deduction as the science teacher is that the neurotransmitter started to cause that because it was doing something my nerves were not ready to handle. And I have turned it off ever since. Okay, so neurotransmitter is a pain reducer and it's now in me, but not on. Second, I was off of all pain meds about a week after my amputation, after six years of being on them. And I was not going to go on any more medication, none. So I am the kind of person that says, I will not hide or mask that pain with medication because then I will be afraid to go off that medication for fear that that pain will come back. I want the real. And so that is how I handle it. It may not be for you. You may be in such a different place and a different level of being able to pain, handle pain than I am. I am willing to take all the bad so I know I'm solid here and I'm not doing anything that I don't want done into my internal organs. And that is me. That is my preference and that's how I choose to go about it, rightly or wrongly. But at least I know that my pain levels on a zero to 10 basis are as clean minded of a rating as I can be. 
no pain medication. Occasionally I may do Tylenol or an ibuprofen because sometimes my leg will swell. And if it swells, I think that pinches nerves. Um, and so I'll do like ibuprofen to get rid of swelling, but that's about it. Um, I do know people that will use heat therapy or ice therapy on their residual limb, tapping therapy, mirror therapy. There are all these different things. I haven't really tried ice or heat, but I have done the tapping and basically the tapping could be done anywhere else, even on your leg, but it is to kind of do a distraction technique for where the pain is. So some people will do it on their forehead or their navel, nasal passages and their sinuses or just anywhere else in their body except for where they're hurting so that they can be distracted. My distraction and my technique is just to stay really busy, which actually works for me because I'm always that person anyways. Before this amputation, I would not stop for anything. I was a go, go, go kind of person, type A personality, go until you fall asleep kind of person. It's kind of just like my dad. <laughs> and so I would rather use distractions and that might be, there are times where my leg hurts and I'm like, I'm taking the dogs for a walk and we get out and I don't think it's going to be beneficial. And the next thing I know, I'm enjoying the view. I'm talking to neighbors. I'm laughing at my dogs responding to bunnies in the neighborhood and things like that. And I'm glad my dog did not hear me say that because she would have started barking. Um, and the next thing I know, I'm feeling better. Um, I will get to the gym even when I feel like crap i will still drag myself to the gym and nine times out of ten i get done after an hour or so and i am so grateful that i got there and then sometimes it just calls for putting on a good movie that you can't wait to see and just getting totally absorbed in a different world and just escaping yours for a little bit and that's okay it's a healthier escape so that's kind of where I go with all that. But phantom pain is real. And when people are like, oh, do you really feel it? I have to tell you that that's just something I have accepted is going to be the, for the, a part of my life for the rest of my life. And when I think of it that way on a bad day, um, that could almost take me to tears. Um, but on a majority of the time, if I can accept it, then I can move on and, and decide, well, if this is the rest of my life, I can do one of two things. I can dwell in it and be really upset that this is horrible. I can't take it back. It's not like I can change it. Or I can say, well, if this is what I'm doing, then this is what we need to do. And I'm just going to live my life. And that's the, the path I've chosen to take. The reason I do the podcast, I've told you before, is because I feel like I need to give back. And um, most of the time I speak from my heart about things that really mean something to me and actually kind of help me talk out why things are happening the way they're happening. And then it kind of gives me some guidelines in my own life and some advice, to be honest. So I know that you may either be experiencing phantom pains. And if you are, just know you're not alone. We all deal with it. Even 
you, I tell you guys this all the time, even before my amputation, if you're on social media and you see everybody on vacation and everything's going super great, remember that is a momentary snapshot in their life. And you have those same moments. The problem is we tend to look at those things to, for distraction when we feel like crap. And then we go, oh, look, look at Susie's all like happy and having a great life. If only she knew what I was feeling right now. And that's just, that's not healthy, right? It's not healthy to get on there and compare yourself. Be proud of where you are. This is why I say we want to unleash the warrior within us because we are all built with a warrior mindset. We've just got to find it and unearth it because she's in there or he's in there. And you cannot be a warrior unless you're going through something and we all go through something, whether it is amputation or just something else you're dealing with, we all have to rise up from adversity against adversity and make the best of our lives. So whatever hand you were dealt, this is your life and embrace it. When you can embrace it and you can smile through the pain, even if you're faking it at times and that's okay, because sometimes when we fake it, we make it right. And so, you know, you've heard the saying, fake it till you make it. And that's some days that's what it's like. And I understand, but if you are going through phantom pains right now, remember that it will subside. It will go away. You will have bad days and you'll have great days. And it just kind of like the ocean waves comes and goes, ebbs and flows. So you need to remember that if you can convince yourself this will end, this will end, this will end. And you start making notes to yourself on each episode that you have, like I did, because this last one I had, the fourth one, I was like, holy crap, this is really getting monotonous having this happen. And I know it's only four and four years, but still it's like one a year. You're like, when's it going to, when's that shoe going to drop this year? And so when it happens, I have finally have bought into the fact that it will come to an end. And I say bought into it because we can all say it's going to end, it's going to end, it's only, you know, it's just a phase, just a phase, just a moment, just a moment. But when you really understand that, you will find that a, a switch is flipped within you and you will be able to handle what's coming at you because at any given moment, something will trigger that to stop or subside or calm down. And you'll be like, oh, it's gone. And then you'll go on your merry way. Like it never happened. You know, so you just knowing that, that you're not alone with it and that it, amputees of all ages and, um, types and length of time from amputation, we all deal with it. No one no one goes without some sort of phantom sensation or pain. And if you've never had the phantom pain, knock on wood, because you will probably end up having it at some point in time in your life. Just something will trigger it. Like I said, I think my pulling my back muscle out is what triggered my last few. So with that being said, you know, I always go and I try to end with a call to action and I've been trying really hard to keep this at less than 30 minutes. So we're doing really well here. But my call to action to you would be that when you get in the midst of something you can't tolerate, try not to just sit around. When we sit around, we think about it. Now, I know some of you are in a position where you don't get around. Like 
My leg goes on first thing in the morning. I don't take it off all day, even when it hurts. And when I say hurt, I don't mean physical pain, like, oh, that's in wrong and I'm, I'm ripping my skin apart. I'm talking and bruising. I'm talking the pain where I feel a nerve is being pinched and my foot is flaring up. My foot that's not there, mind you. Um, but I get around, I cannot sit still. And sometimes that's so annoying because my body is exhausted and I just want to sit. And it's just not in the cards. But I do everything I can not to take my leg off and give my leg the satisfaction of winning that war. I, I won't let it. I also know that that mentality has gotten me to get to where I'm at to do the things that I get to do day in, day out. Because I refuse to quit. I refuse to give in. I handle it. I find ways to deal with it that don't handicap me, if that makes sense. Once I take my leg off, I'm handicapped. I really am. I, I'm on crutches. I can't use my hands then. And my mobility is very limited in getting in and out of cars and stuff. So when my leg is on, I feel completely whole. There's nothing wrong with me, no disability. So I keep that on and I deal with what war is waging in my head with what is fake pain. And, and I say fake pain, but it's real. Like for those of us that have dealt with it, you know how real it feels. Um, but it's the kind of pain where I can't massage the area of pain. It's just not there. I even try to tell my brain, listen, there is nothing there. You can't hurt, your foot can't be hurting. There's no foot. And then I will feel the end of my residual limb at night and remind my brain that there's nothing else past that point. So when it comes to a call to action this week, if you are an amputee and you're dealing with this, step back take a breath, figure out how you can get out of your own way. So for those people that I know that are at home a lot and you may be stuck in a wheelchair, that might be getting in the car and going for a drive to get fresh air, music, different sights. When you sit in the same location or couple locations within your home, you kind of start feeling like a prisoner walls start to close in on you you kind of get that feeling like anxiety is taking over and that cannot help with phantom sensation or phantom pain it just can't the worst part is when it comes at night because you're obviously not going to just get in a car and take off at two in the morning so you've got to figure out something else sometimes people will put music on and headphones um, go into another room and put the tv on if you are bedridden Likewise, do the same thing. Hopefully your spouse, um, if you have someone there with you in that room, will leave the room so they can get sleep. But know that even in those moments when you feel very alone, that there are other people going through the exact same thing in the middle of the night. Um, it just seems like that's when it all rears its ugly head because it's quiet and everything is so slowed down and you have time to think. So try to stay away from those moments and just stay positive. Remind yourself that it is just a phase, that you will get through this, that tomorrow will be better or the next hour will be better. Um, and just find some things from like the things I told you that I do. See if any of those will help you. I can't guarantee it. 
and I'm not saying they're a cure-all. I still have phantom sensation every day, all day. And if you have a habit of overdoing it, be careful. And if you do get the really bad pain, ask yourself if your residual limb is swollen and maybe you need to elevate it above your heart, right? To get the blood out and to like get rid of the swelling. Or if you tweaked your back or something, because that might actually be the culprit because you started doing stuff or you maybe. You know, when we're on one leg at times, you know, changing clothes or whatever, first thing in the morning or in the evening, we can um, hop somewhere, which we're not supposed to really do, but we might hop somewhere or we might get off balance and try to catch ourselves quick and we might tweak our back. So those are things. I mean, start making mental notes of why that's happening at that moment because you might learn more about yourself. I have learned I've got to be very careful how much housework I do, even though I can do it, because if my back is out, you know, does that again, I don't want to feel that. And I also make sure that I go to the gym and I take care of my core and my back so that I'm stronger there. So that's things you can do at home as well. So stay positive, people. Don't, don't get down. I know it's hard and that some of these roads are very, very long. But if you remember, this is a full-on marathon. Just like we would say in life with our kids, it's a marathon. You, you're not doing a sprint to the finish line. You are here for the long haul as an amputee and you just embrace it for what it's worth take joy in it know that you are inspiring someone else around you even in the midst of pain and don't be afraid to communicate with the people around you the people that love you and that you love because they can't see that invisible problem like i look like i am normal and doing my daily routine taking the dogs out and feeding them and going to the gym and doing the dishes and folding laundry but no one sees that while i'm doing that sometimes i am internally screaming because it happens but if i am struggling and i'm screaming on the inside it's eventually going to start to come out and it might come out in sarcasm rude comments snarky looks um, and just losing my stuff completely towards my family and that's not fair because they can't see it and if you're really good at hiding it most of the time you have to be honest so make sure you also communicate with your support system Make sure you communicate with your PT or your prosthetist as well because they're there to help you get through it all. Anyways, I hope this helped you. I know that it is not an easy road, but you can do it because you know what? You're a warrior and I know that it's in you. You just got to learn to build that character, rise up out of those ashes and, and make something of, of what could take most people a lifetime to figure out. You can do it. I know you can do it. You just have to believe in yourself. So until next time, and as always, be healthy, be happy, be you.